Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. And welcome, everyone, to another broadcast from the Hypnosis NGH podcast series. My name is Debbie Boucher. I am a board-certified hypnotist and instructor with the National Guild of Hypnotists. And I'm very excited today to be talking to another NGH member, Christy Cowgill. And before I introduce her, I just want to tell you all listening a little bit about this lady. Christy Cowgill is a board-certified hypnotist certified instructor with NGH, board certified nurse anesthetist, I didn't say that right, CRNA, nurse's coach, trainer of neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy. And it doesn't even say in here that she's a mom with kids. With decades of experience (laughs) in the anesthesiology, Christy has spent much of her nursing career using hypnotic tools to help people when they need them most. In 2020, Christy founded Enter Into Calm, As a hypnotist, she focuses on patients who want more control over their own healing journey. Her mission is to inspire others who find themselves stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted, and sick, as she once was. She teaches the techniques that she used to recover from provider burnout, deal with a chronic pain, help with the stress of infertility and hypnosis for childbirth, as well as building better interpersonal communication skills. She is a very sought-after speaker who shares her expertise on topics related to language and practical tools for improving focus, creating change, and supporting the mind, body, and healing. She is a returning speaker, yay, at the National Guild of Hypnotists annual summer conference and presents workshops for other groups, including the American Holistic Nurse Association. Teaching is a true passion for hers of hers, and she loves leading group processes, facilitating powerful workshops, and training others in the art and science of hypnosis and NLP. Christy is also the creator of the Hypnosis for Nurses course offered in conjunction with the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy. So I'm going to introduce Christy Cowgill now, excuse me, and there's a saying in my world that those who come after us are much more capable. And I'd also like to mention that Christy is one of my graduates in hypnosis, and that statement could be no more true than it is with this woman. She runs circles with her information around mine. And so, Christy, welcome to the broadcast. It's great to have you here. Oh, wow, Debbie. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. And it's it's truly an honor. And uh, wow, uh, it's really <laughs> wonderful to be here on this hypnosis podcast. I'm so so inspired by NGH and all that they do uh, for their members and also for advancing the art and science of hypnosis. So thank you for welcoming me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to mention that you already were a certified hypnotist before you took my training. Yes. Yes. I just want to start off by saying, knowing that you entered the profession of hypnosis as an already very successful professional nurse anesthesiologist, if I'm Mm -hmm. saying those terms correctly, What was your first aha moment that you knew you wanted to pursue hypnosis in a more sincere fashion in your life? You know, that's a great question. So I, I decided to become a professional hypnotist amid the pandemic, right? When provider burnout was probably at its all time high, 
um, healthcare was facing a really uh, a crisis. You know, we'd already been in burnout mode for many years, but uh, the pandemic really caused everyone, myself included, to realign with maybe our passion or what was most important to us. Um, kind of being locked in at home with the family members that you got to rekindle relationships with, uh, learn new board games in my case, because um, <laughs> I have young kids, entertain them, and also balance what did it look like going back to a healthcare system that looked so very different than it did the week before. Mm-hmm. And that's when I uh, realized that Hypnotic language was something that was so important to me as a nurse anesthetist to instantly create calm Mm. when somebody was arriving in the emergency room or heading off to surgery. Um, And I didn't realize how intuitively I had integrated hypnotic language into my practice. And as I started to learn more about hypnosis, it just felt natural to, wow, what would this look like to offer this? Um, in the evenings uh, to patients who were seeking it for more calm and ease around surgery or post-surgery or healing or or cancering journey or, or anesthesia is all about reducing pain. So I'd also see a lot of people who had chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and how could these tools of hypnosis apply to them when they couldn't get access to healthcare in its traditional form? During the pandemic, it was more challenging to get appointments, to be seen in person, and to offer some tools to either go along with their medical journey um, or sometimes divert that journey all the way to begin with, right? Because they became capable of empowering themselves to feel better, right? Mm. So that's when I made the decision. So it was really a pandemic move um, and it helped me resolve my own burnout. I had used hypnosis as a tools for my own healing earlier on before becoming a hypnotist. So I already believed in the power of hypnosis. And um, then I started to believe in the power that I could have as a hypnotist. And I mean that not as a power over, but uh, yeah. the ability to help empower others mm-hmm. to think differently and to take more control over their life. That's incredible. Yeah. What kind of reception did you get with your medical community when you started inviting conversations or sort of peeking open the door to let them know what you're starting to do? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there, you know, we we face a, a, a huge bias in the movies. Uh, hypnosis looks very much like mind control or look into my eyes and follow my uh, the words that I say. And when I would invite physicians and nurses and providers alike into the conversation, that just meant hypnosis can also be a word. It can have a meaning, a deep meaning for the person who you're offering that word to, and for Mm. us to use that sensory acuity and to see how that word landed and to adjust our language. So more of a conversational approach to words has a hypnotic effect on our patients. And we we see this all the time in healthcare with the belief structure of placebos and um, also nocebos, negative beliefs that come from our language, right? Um, And I think that was a a beautiful introduction to a lot of my colleagues in the medical world, just saying, if we just change our language, um, our patients feel differently about their experience. And isn't that what we're all going for? Right. Um, Let me give you a quick example of a nocebo that we hear all the time in healthcare. 
The sixth vital sign is pain. So we're often asking, how is your pain? What number would you give your pain? Let me give you a pain pill. But in fact, what we're really striving for is comfort. Mm. So can we arrive at the same information as a nurse or as a doctor or provider by changing the focus for our patient to that of comfort instead of continuing to focus on the thing that they don't want, nor do we want them to have? So. Um, Adding that in and just hypnotic derived language skills into everyday uh, nursing language, everyday doctor language is really empowering them as well because they're seeing an immediate difference in how their patients are responding. You know, and as you know, you and I know as hypnotists, a lot of that is unconscious, right? So our patients are like, oh, wow, you use this great word. Thanks for making me feel better. They just walk (laughs) out the door and they feel better, right? So I think that's really um, why I I made this shift to like, I want to know more. And that's why meeting you at the virtual conference as a brand new hypnotist, I was newly certified and attended the first NGH conference online because it was amid the pandemic. And can I just and say how really, happy I was yeah. and how, re- <laughs> I had how responsible the NGH was being by doing oh, the virtual yeah. conference those two years. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was a great way to connect um, in ways I think that in person, like didn't allow us to, I could tune in to whatever uh, workshop I wanted to view at whatever time I wanted to view it and reach out to those who I connected with virtually. And it really was exciting to have that during that time. So yes, uh, I'm, I'm very proud to belong to a member association that has been so flexible and continues to be so flexible because I, again, I see hypnosis. I mean, our organization has been around for 50 years, right? right. And hypnosis has changed in that time too. And Uh, NGH is really keeping their finger on the pulse of what that looks like, not only for us as hypnotists, but what it looks like for our communities in each and every state. How do we get access to providing hypnosis as that um, thing that's very similar to primary care? People will come in for their hypnosis tune-up, you know, and and it becomes part of their well-being. And I think that's a great mission. I love how you're saying this. I I look at you and I, I see one of your superpowers being um, a wordsmith, and you're so good with parables and how to use parables and um, analogies. And there's another word that's not coming to my brain right now because I'm not a wordsmith like you. But <laughs> how you're using that to to recreate language. And one of the most I don't want to say most important, but one of the really a validating aspect of the profession you came out of is that you have all that medical information with all that language. Where me as a hypnotist, and I'm not minimizing myself by saying I'm a hypnotist, but I've never been an anesthesiologist nurse, I don't have the language that you have. So you and all the other hypnotists that are now in this profession that come from other vocations, you have you can cross culture you can cross culture your language so that you can take the hypnotic language and put it into the language that your medical community will understand while you're still using those hypnotic principles. I just it's fascinating. Um, so I just really wanted to validate you on your on just how you're able to just shift and move and just stay present with everything that you're doing. Yeah, I I appreciate that, Debbie. And we have some work to do and a challenge ahead of us as hypnotists. Look at the um, opportunity we have to talk to healthcare professionals in our area, right? Mm -hmm. About their, and have them focus on their language, but also 
clients who come to us have a well-being and part of that is a physical well-being and some of it's emotional and mental and they've been part of the medical system and what we know about our medical system is that experiences there lead to trauma mm-hmm. lead to fear mm-hmm. you know lead to an apprehension um and what i found in surgery is that people coming in for surgery the first time weren't as anxious as the second and third timers and fourth timers, right? Interesting. And so when you hear the story of what was your experience last time, there's more anxiety because they're like, oh, I remember somebody told me this, right? A well-meaning professional, right? Said, I'm going to get nauseated after surgery. And then they would (laughs) go and do that very thing, right? And we, we, we know that because hypnotists live in that conscious, unconscious, or subconscious integration, right? So we know the power of suggestion. We know the power of what we believe holds truth for us. And people who have been around the healthcare system as a patient often carry some residual trauma. And we, we know that now, and books are being written by that about that. And that makes me kind of sad as a, as a person who started my nursing career more than 20 years ago with that strong passion to help people and to realize that there have probably been times in my, my career where I've harmed somebody or hindered their well-being by a word or a word selection that I, I used unknowingly, you know, right. Right. Because medicine is very logical word, and analytical, right? Let's use the word hinder <laughs> and not harm. Let's, let's just yeah. keep with the word hinder. <laughs> yeah. So I want but, to send um, you a question. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go you ahead. Just, you just said that you've been a nurse anesthesiologist. You're in that profession for 20 years. Yeah. Because I know you, I know that you just cut the cord to the nursing profession this past year. And now you're solely standing in your, in your um, business zone as a hypnotist. What was that like <laughs> for you? What kind of fears came up to you? Because I know there's a lot of people listening who are saying, I would love to transition and just do hypnosis. So what was that process like for you? And yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a journey, as you know, because you were alongside me for part of that. And, you know, as my, as a hypnotic coach for me, like helping overcome my own fears of, okay, I had, was highly trained and recognized in the profession of anesthesiology. Yeah. Yep. And um, I was, became a new hypnotist and I was just doing it part-time. And what I recognized is I had served my, my role in nurse anesthesia for 20 years and my priorities had shifted Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a community member. Um, And when I was doing my hypnosis, just part-time in the evenings and helping people, it was filling my cup in a different way. Right. Likely because I was able to use a different part of my brain You know, it's not often that I have somebody step into the OR and I'm like, hey, let's try this new thing today. (laughs) And they say, yes. Um, (laughs) Deep breath. (laughs) Right. Um, But in hypnosis, I was able to be more creative and I was able to respond to that person um, either quickly or slowly, depending on what their needs were. So it really filled my cup in a new way. So I quickly learned that, wow, I have been in this profession for 20 years and many people pivot their career after 20 years, teachers, uh, police officers, government employees, you know, military, they serve their 20 and then they move on to, to have it look a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I had to just do that. I had to 
it took a little bit, many months of, of really focusing on what it is that I really want to accomplish. What was it? What did my next phase in my career look like? And once I started to really sit with that and realize that being a professional hypnotist um, gave me so much opportunity and a chance to write the next chapter of my life in a different way, I went all in and um, I, I still hold my credentials as a nurse anesthetist and I am still a registered nurse and I'm a board certified nurse coach. And that marries really wonderfully with being a professional hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And so my my practice now is in this office that I'm speaking to you in, right? So I have Which a brick and mortar yeah, mm-hmm. where I see people in person. And also because, again, that the National Guild of Hypnotists kind of led the way in creating ethical boundaries and um to protect clients, we can also offer hypnosis virtually. So I do probably about still 60% of my sessions via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And it gives me that opportunity to have people in in person or via Zoom. And what a wonderful, what a f- wonderful way to just help people, you know? Right. So. And I love that. I love the, um, especially, I don't want to say especially for women, because that's kind of separating, but because women are usually the ones that are more either at home with the kids or juggling the home with the kids with their profession and all that, when you become your own boss, so to speak, which doesn't really work for a lot of people, but for some reason, people that step into hypnosis, it tends to work for them, that you have so much more freedom with how you choose to use your time and that you get to follow you know, you get to do your business in your own rhythm versus the rhythm that's being dictated when you punch your time clock or things like that. And there's a lot of freedom and creativity in there, but there's also a lot of discipline that needs to be fed in there as well, because a lot of people don't understand that, yes, you can own your own practice, but there's some work you still got to put into it to really make it. There is. doesn't have to be hard work. It can be fun because I believe if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. But as you know, there's still some work involved. Absolutely. I think any entrepreneur would tell you that, you know, you, you don't step into a 40 hour work week. It's, it's an 80 hour work week, exactly. your business up and going and, and doing that initial marketing and outreach and, and really finding your, like you said, you're conquering your own fears, right? Yep. Yep. And um, one of the things that I'm most excited about, Debbie, is that I am bridging now that opportunity as as now a newly certified NGH trainer. I was going to mention that. Can I just instructor. A moment? Yeah, so yeah. I want to um, pat you on the back with my words for oh, now. So, thank so you. not only are you a certified hypnotist, you just became board certified at Solid Gold that we just had. And you also became an NGH certified trainer. So you're board certified, you're an NGH trainer, you're a hypnobirthing practitioner, you took that course, so you're certified in hypnobirthing, you're the NLP, you're all these things, which blows my mind. And I also wanted to talk about the classes you're going to be teaching. So I know my Gemini brain just started going in all these different directions, but I did want to ask you one more question before you went on to what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. If you could wave your magic wand that I sent you when you graduated from my class, To look and see, where would you like to see yourself with your practice five years from now? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Uh, I want to be open to whatever whatever doors open that I'm not aware of yet. And um, and taking my instructor training and taking it with uh, Don Motten, who was wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what what an honor to 
stand on the shoulders of so many hypnotic giants, you know, per se, and to, Mm -hmm. to be um, mentored by not only you, but by Don and, and to meet uh, Professor uh, Maurice Kershaw, who oh, did my bo- dear, my man. board certification interview, Is right? He not the dearest person. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, what a lovely group of just uh, hypnotists all the way around. But um, as I was sitting with becoming an instructor, and I had already had some experience doing NLP training and timeline therapy training as as a, as a trainer there. That's when I got the just the bug. I'm like, you know what? Hypnosis needs to be more accessible for nurses. And so that's when I I partnered with Integrative Nurse Coach Academy to offer a course. And it's 120 hours um, for nurses to, you know, learn hypnosis and also to become NGH certified hypnotist if they so choose. So I am, I'm really excited to launch that course in next month in July during, um, Coincidentally, during Health and Happiness with Hypnosis Week, which is July 25th. So that that course is now going to be offered. And I'm excited because last year at NGH, I connected with so many nurses who were there as members who were also offering hypnosis. And I was like, wow, this this is a really exciting opportunity. And um, yeah, so I, I'm uh you know, awesome. thank you, Dodd Matten, for inspiring me and for helping me to really craft in those moments of sitting in the instructor training on, well, who is it that I would like to see in my class? So in mm-hmm. five years from now, Debbie, back to your question, I would love to see more nurses either becoming hypnotists uh, to use it in their workplace or to actually become a hypnotist to do hypnosis right? And really offer that as either a part-time or a full-time opportunity for them to shift into. So, yeah. That's exciting. And what you're creating for nurses, it just blows my mind. And that's why I said those who come after us are much more capable. And you, my dear, I salute (laughs) the divinity within you because you are one of them for me. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I appreciate that. So I wanted to ask you about the classes you're teaching at the conference in August. So tell us about the classes, the day that they're on and all that fabulous stuff. Yeah, so I, this is will be my second year um, returning to NGH and I'm going to offer um, a seminar called Words Can Hurt, right? We talked a lot about words and, you know, last year I really took it from the approach of the placebo and nocebo language, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this year, I just want to offer a little bit deeper insight for those, for my fellow hypnotists out there, you know, my colleagues to say, here's the opportunity to help healthcare professionals learn different words. Here's an opportunity also to recognize when your clients have had some words that didn't set well with them about their own well-being, about their their Mm -hmm. physical or mental or emotional because of a word that was offered to them or a suggestion that was given to them by, um, you know, healthcare, you know, so let's look at it from that lens, because I think that that's really important. So that's going to be just a one hour workshop on Saturday. Um, I think I have the number is it is it's a two one zero two six. 21026 on Saturday at what time? At two. (laughs) Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yes. And the name of that class again, please. Uh, Words can hurt. Words can hurt. Saturday at two o'clock 
class number 21026. Absolutely. And then what's the other and class you doing? Yeah, I'm going to do a two-hour workshop this year. And um, Congratulations. Thank you. And this is going to be a lot of fun. It's called Happy Client, Happy Hypnotist. Woohoo! How to Create a Power Trance. And during this uh, two-hour workshop, I'm going to offer three like advanced coaching skills where we integrate the unconscious mind to really uncover what it is that our client really wants, you know, at that unconscious level, what is really coming up for them? Why is that important? And that way, because we're experts in helping to our clients to create those suggestions or to pull out those suggestions for them, um, creating those suggestions in a way that incorporates those three coaching techniques. So uh, what I do is then offer my clients after that two hour session, I offer them a about a 45 minute recording where I take all of those nuggets that we pulled through and record it for them. Wow. And then I, I, you know, I have a, a method of kind of following up with their bar- own barometers of success that we established on that first meeting. So this is really for those clients that call you and they, they just want to feel better. They just want to be better or be better partner or be more successful. I call those the really blurry clear. line. I call those yeah. my, blurry, my blurry line clients. Yeah, because so, they're not totally focused in exactly. Exactly. So take all that blur, help them figure out and put it into focus with these uh, coaching techniques, right? That. that any hypnotist can do, and it's a lot of fun because it is—it's arriving at that answer for them using hypnotic techniques, using neurolinguistic programming techniques. And then wrapping it into a, a hypnotic trance. And so that's why it's called the power trance. So I'm happy to gonna, share that. Are you going to be guiding people else. into trance that day? Are you going to be guiding them in? Or is it all going to be more um, informational? Actually, Not to put you uh, on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah the spot. That's, a, that's a great question. I won't be guiding them into trance. What I will be, though, is I will be asking people to come up and allow me to demonstrate some of the coaching Beautiful. techniques, right? So that way they can experience what it looks like. And they'll know, like, you know, here's, here's how it's going to flow. And that way they can offer that as well. Um, so I think it'll be a lot of fun oh, uh, exciting. to offering that and having some feedback and having more people just go out and, and try it, you know? So, so what is a yeah. day and the hours and all that of that class? Yeah, that's going to be Sunday at 1 PM. And that course number is three, two, zero, one, four, three, two, zero, one, four for Sunday from one to three. And it's a yep. two-hour workshop, right? Yeah. Happy client, happy hypnotist. Happy client, happy hypnotist. Yeah. That is so exciting. I, um, I'm looking at my schedule going, I would love to be in that class. I'm not sure I have to look at my Sunday <laughs> schedule to see if I can be in it. It's, it's so refreshing to me. And I consider myself, well, I always consider my, I mean, I'm not a newbie, but I'm always learning and trying, you know, in, improving my skills and all that. And it's always so refreshing to, to step into the classes with some of the newer hypnotists who've already been doing their own thing and just seeing their perspective and hearing their words because, and I want to, and I say this about every conference and I've attended a lot of these conferences, even, even with presenters who aren't very good at presenting, because it's not about how good you are as presenting. People just want to hear your information. So even if I've been in classes that people are like, maybe like my house boring, I've never had a class that I wouldn't, there wasn't one nugget that I could immediately either apply into my work, my business or my personal life. So that's the beauty, I think, of 
of sharing information. And even the NGH Summer Conference is that everybody has information. Everybody has their own way of sharing the information. And what a great place to get to know all these other hypnotists. And Christy Cowgill is yeah. one of the ones that people are going to want to know. <laughs> oh, I well, I hope so. And I also want to know them, right? I agree with you, Debbie, like even the virtual conference online, but more so last year in Marlboro, Massachusetts, the uh, what, what a delight. First of all, it's a little, it's slightly overwhelming if this will be your first co convention because there are so many classes, right? And it is so true. You step into that and hypnosis is a tool, right? And every person who uses that tool is going to use it differently. That's why we, we have access to different ways to use different tools and so many tools at our disposal so we can help people because people are going to use these tools differently too and and resonate with certain tools and and see the impact of other tools differently yeah so you're so right to learn um step into that class have instant nuggets to take back and yep. try out in your uh in your playground your hypnotic playground with the next client that comes your way um and consider things a different way what a great opportunity i learned so much last year and then um and I was so happy to attend Solid Gold in April, yes. um, you know, and also very powerful, different type of educational presentation. And Solid mm -hmm. Gold people are up there um, and the whole audience is together, which was really nice, too, because you really got to meet the other members of NGH and people who weren't even members of NGH yet or not even hypnotists. They were just exploring yeah. this What's space, this which was very cool. You know, That's why I was so excited. Um, didn't, I always interrupt. I apologize. I was so excited when you became a trainer because, as you know, I became a hypnotist many years ago. And then I researched which guild that I want to sort of step into and represent when I was creating the hypnosis school. And I chose back in the early 90s, the National Guild of Hypnotists. And I'm, I've never looked back since. And I'm so happy that you chose the guild to become a trainer with because in my perception, the more people we... And, Again, hypnosis, as, as creative as a person you are, you're going to have your own style, your own flair, your own flavor. But if everybody has the same set of blueprints, the same way the foundations of a house always need to be the same, that to me yeah. is what the NGH curriculum is. It gives you a foundation. It gives us a blueprint. And then we fill in, do we want to make an A-frame? Do we want to make a palace? You know, as long as we have yeah. the blueprint of how something is going to stand, the more of these blueprints that are out there all that creativity now, everybody else is like, you're putting your own flesh and blood and bones on the skeleton that you created in your training. And yeah. that is what I think is so exciting. But that's why I'm so passionate about helping people understand the value of becoming trained and then a trainer with the NGH, because you're going to get a set of blueprints to help you build your practice and to help you help other people. And so you know, it just thrills me that you're part of this community now. And you know, for those listening who may be just considering a career as a hypnotist, right? If you take your training with um, an NGH certified trainer, you have access to a pro. Once you're done, you can step out and do weight management hypnosis, smoking cessation hypnosis, stress management hypnosis. You can run a six hour self hypnosis mm -hmm. course, you know. Everything's right there for you to, again, stand on the shoulders of those who came before you. Um, this this profession is so generous in that regard. And also, 
The NGH curriculum also highlights pain management and other aspects where uh, hypnotists may wish to go. And additionally, although it's not part of the curriculum, you know, for NGH, but when you come to a conference and you're alongside people who use medical hypnotherapy or clinical hypnotherapy and and you're alongside stage hypnotist, right? Yeah. And I just want to like shout out to this bias that a lot of my medical colleagues would have. Oh my gosh, hypnosis. That's the stage thing, right? I'm going to quack like a, a duck or bark like a dog, <laughs> which honestly I've never seen in a stage show, but apparently this never ever happened. <laughs> sit there as a professional with that lens of just understanding language and how you shift somebody into a different state that is the wisdom of a stage hypnotist. Yep. And you can use those very similar techniques in medical hypnosis or clinical hypnosis or um, smoking cessation hypnosis, right? And so I think we are we not, need to not build silos, instead build bridges, because there you're you so right. We're going to take the curriculum and make it our own, because those tools are through our model of the world. And then create that and go forward because the techniques, the underlying premise is the same. And I know that there's some, some clinical hypnotists out there or hypnothera- clinical hypnotherapists who may disagree, but I would strongly point out that if you listen to the structure of the language, it's so similar. So let's not kid each other, right? Exactly. And I think alongside that and the National Guild, and when you become a certified a board certified hypnotist, 70% of it is ethics, right? So this isn't mind control. This isn't manipulation. This is really, if you're a stage hypnotist, it's for entertainment and your audience knows that. And if, if you're using it to help everyday people with everyday problems, good ethics, right? If you're using it in the medical hypnosis space or clinical hypnosis space, ethics, and, and that has it, each one of those has its own layer of making sure that you're protecting the public. You mm-hmm. know, the clients have a bill of rights and you are no different than any other professional service that somebody may seek out, right? right. So I think that that is what, for me, the NGH is just like the creme de la creme, right? It's been around for many years and it's all inclusive. And in a day and age when we need inclusivity, mm-hmm. come to the NGH, right? I love it. You know, so you're, I'm so thrilled that you are part now of this community. I'm so thrilled that I've met you in this community and I can't wait to see you in August. So again, tell us the classes that you're teaching. Yeah. So on, in August. Yep. <laughs> Let me get my notes again here. So on Saturday <laughs> at, at two, a one hour words can hurt, right? Let's talk about words, what we can do with those as hypnotists. And on Sunday at one, a two-hour workshop called Happy Client, Happy Hypnotist. Come learn some of my secrets to creating a power trance. Um, And I'll give you some great demonstrations. And so maybe if you're wanting to be coached a little bit, it's a great opportunity to be in the audience and say, pick me. (laughs) I love this. Take advantage. Anybody listening, this may be the conference. Take advantage of uh, getting into this woman's class. Christy, thank you so much for stepping in and um, sharing all your information with us today. And Thank you, Debbie. What a great, great pleasure it is to be here and to know, um, I just want to give a shout out to both Jay and to Eric at the NGH, like doing great things to, to keep um, this professional organization um, 
from an organizational and operational perspective moving along. And I'm excited to see everyone in August in Marlboro. Yay. I'm excited to see you too. Thank you for being here. And thank you for tuning in, everybody listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us, nghpodcast at ngh.net.